This episode of Unlearned is sponsored by Backblaze Online Backup. It's a simple way to back up all of your movies, photos, music, videos, and all other data for just $5 a month. It's simple and you can access all your data online from wherever you are. Try it absolutely free for by going to backblaze.com slash cpc. Nope, you can fuck up the end credits though. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to Unlearn. I'm Kat. I'm Bill. And (laughs) we're just gonna get like right into it. I mean, we always get right into it. I mean, sometimes we just like (laughs) bullshit or fuck around, whatever. Anyway, let's get into it. How is that? When is that not the thing that we're doing anyway? Or at least the thing that I'm doing? (laughs) Um, I mean, sometimes we got gotta be serious i guess oh, okay. nope not not really but i mean i guess we did talk about like bad stuff <laughs> well, last we, time yeah we talked about before. some like serious shit but like murder <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. but like to to like brighten the last days of winter i don't know we're just gonna start with best things which is us talking about some of the best things happening in our lives right mm. now. Bill, you've had a busy week. I, yeah, well, yes, mostly the weekend because, you know, uh, the week is boring. <laughs> but yeah, man, I was just like, I think the best thing happening for me right now is just like performance. I feel like really confident and really great in all the stuff I've been doing lately. And even the stuff that shouldn't feel great, I'm mm. like feeling great about. Like, okay, so I'll give you an example. I had shows this weekend, obviously. Um, but one of the things I did, so I did like a line read for this thing that my friend wants me to record or wants me to be a part of in acting and all that stuff. And that was fine. That was fun. Never had to do a chemistry read with somebody before. And it's like, oh, we have to like, at some point we have to figure out how we can make out with each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. not a thing I thought yeah. I would have to think about as a performer. It's like, oh, right. I have to. Yeah. At some point I'm just going to have to. I mean, the person is like attractive enough. and It's not like it's weird, but it's just like. Oh, right. That's why we're having this meeting right now is to figure out if we can make out later (laughs) and not and have it not look fake. That's really weird. But then even even that. But that's like fun. I'm glad that that, that's where I'm at, that people are asking me to do movies and shit that they're recording and stuff. Gonna get some more IMDb credits. (laughs) Check you out. Yeah, I'll have two. Uh, But yeah, I went to like a weird Oscars party mm-hmm. and it was like sort of fancy. It was like sponsored by like a major corporation. Mm-hmm. So they had like a lot of money. Nice. Like a step and repeat. But like it was in Chicago, right? Like it's yeah. not like we weren't at the Oscars. So it was just like I was I was a plus one for somebody, uh, for my friend Becca who was doing the she was getting paid to be there. <laughs> and uh we just but it was great because we were just sitting there and we realized like, oh, this is this is like kind of dumb. There's like no point to this. It's like mildly famous Chicago people trying to feel more famous than they are mm-hmm. at this red carpet event where they watch a different red carpet event <laughs> on a giant screen in this in this music venue. Yeah. And it was but then you realize but that's 
Literally, that's literally what the, that's what the Oscars is. Yeah, it's a party where they have a red carpet so they can feel more important than they actually are while they watch other people's work on a big screen. Right. That's amazing, and then I <laughs> and then I realized like, oh, that's that means that I'm ready for that. Like, I want that now. Oh, <laughs> that I'm gonna be. Nice. This is what we're gonna be doing. That's what we realized. <laughs> we were talking open shit. We were talking open shit about this party that we were at. Not like shit, but it was just like. Oh, this is just like what this is. And we were saying that openly in front of uh, like people with money. And uh, <laughs> yeah, once you realize that and you're like, oh, this is that doesn't make me feel sad or like I don't I feel ready for this place. To, mm-hmm. I feel ready for this thing to, to go to the next level and like find myself in, in those spaces more often, even though it seems like existentially empty. Yeah. So. Well, that's nice. I feel like a lot of people our age like suffer with imposter syndrome, so mm-hmm. it's just like nice for you to be like, "Me too." This is <laughs> like this is my space. I'm owning it. I'm ready for it. I feel ready. I feel ready for something to fucking happen in 2018 <laughs> for real. Like it, it wasn't. That's not a thing that you realize you will feel until you feel it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's one of those things. So. It's nice. <laughs> but I'm still poor, so <laughs> if anybody wants to pay me out there, uh, please do. How you doing? What's, what's your what's Where's your, my what's best your... things? Um, best things going back on Zoloft because, mm-hmm. fuck, I needed it. I did not know. I did not. Yeah, I just, I feel, like, so much better Yeah. in general. I feel, like, more like myself, which I know, like, when people are struggling with mental illness, a lot of people say, like, medication doesn't make them feel like themselves. Right. But I'm, like, luckily having a positive effect going back on Zoloft, so. Yeah, and I mean, your your thing was that you were feeling, like, out of control, right? Yeah. Like, you were feeling, like, a lot of rage and shit. Just full of it. Yeah. And that's not, unless you're a really fucked up person. (laughs) I mean, as I, I struggled with rage a lot before I started therapy. Right. Um. Hey, therapy guys. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, like I never really felt like it was just comfortable to be enraged because then you don't have to like feel weak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That doesn't, that's not necessarily you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like also irritated by being enraged because I was like, this is fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't even like blink an eye. If I was like still on Zoloft, I wouldn't even be thinking about this right now. And I just, I think that just like helps me forgive and forget a lot quicker mm-hmm. um than like feeling all like gritting my teeth and feeling like all the tension in my neck and shoulders and like stressing myself out and being like and it's just it's like nice to not give as many fucks and then be able to focus on myself yeah yeah and then an- and like one of the also just kind of a best things moment which is like something that i saw today on instagram which is just I don't normally, I don't know. I I don't usually take Instagram with like a grain. I take it with a grain of salt. So I saw this like one post where it was like a picture and it said, your worth is not based on your productivity. Mm-hmm. And so that's like something that me and my therapist has been, we've been working on a lot because like a lot of my depression is related to self-worth around productivity and yeah. like feeling like you're getting enough success. done and moving forward enough yeah mm-hmm. and so that was just like kind of a great reminder like a great visual reminder that like you know i can't take it like take it at your own pace you got some you have some issues that you're like working through it's okay mm-hmm. like don't sink in deeper um just because like 
you're not living up to this standard. This is funny to me because I'm I'm realizing that both of our best things are just like, I hate myself a little bit less lately. <laughs> That's literally what we both just said in a nutshell. That's... <laughs> I mean, it's that's thing, progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, progress. That, and it feels like a consistent thing lately, which is really nice. It's not yeah. just like, oh, I'm having a good self-esteem day. It's right. like, <laughs> I'm doing a bunch of stuff and I feel really confident in what's coming next. That's good, right? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. We're killing it. <laughs> We're killing it. So um, something, this is, okay. The main segment is... Uh, something that, well, we've both experienced a mm. lot. Uh, <laughs> and it's something that I've always really wanted to talk about, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I feel now, now it feels right because I had a recent, I will have many recent experiences mm-hmm. with like this specific word and, uh, and like people using it in like malicious and non malicious ways. So Come this on. is for the main topic. Preamble. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about who's allowed to say nigger slash nigga <laughs> heart with the heart er or the a who's allowed to say it? I mean, okay, yeah, I, it's funny because you were like, "Do you need like time to prepare for?" It? I was like, "What? No, <laughs> you need to like think of a time when someone's like, no, it happened last fucking month, I don't, last week." <laughs> yeah, like whatever one of your experiences where you just had like a non-black person. Okay, mm-hmm. well, like maybe we should start. Who's allowed? Yeah, I obvious for me, black people. I mean, yeah, period. <laughs> and like, I don't. But, yeah. I mean, because I feel like a lot of Latino people are just like, and, and like Latinx people are just like, oh yeah, like ca- just comfortable and casual about it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm and like, certainly, especially when you're younger, mm-hmm. I think a lot of kids. We live in Chicago though, so yeah. so you see a lot of little, yeah, little kids who happen to be probably public public school students or like you know they live in the in the in the neighborhoods. And with a lot of other people of color and black people specifically, and they just, yeah, that's just like kind of culturally, like they think it's cool. And it's like, it definitely does make me uncomfortable when, yeah. when a, when a, uh, when an ethnically white Latinx person, mm-hmm. you know, not non Afro Latino, cause they right, exist. Right. We talked about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> does that cause there. it feels weird. It feels mm-hmm. weird. And it don't, it doesn't feel like exactly. It doesn't feel like anybody actually gave them any kind of real permission, and they don't have any real understanding why mm-hmm. that would matter. They're just doing it because everybody else does it. So, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not them either. It's just, like, so interesting and, like, kind of fucked up that this, like, racial slur that was said to harm others and, like, while some this is like for some people it's the last thing they heard before they were like beaten or like sexually assaulted or murdered like or like lynched like this this word holds so much hate in american culture so like for people for like people to casually just be like oh it's such a it's like a cool rap word to say like all of, well like i'm just singing i'm just singing along with the artist it's just like no Nah, motherfucker. Right. You have plenty of words in the dictionary. Nigga is not going to be one of them. Like, at least have have some self-control and stop making excuses because you know you're wrong. Just because Kanye sings it doesn't mean you can sing it too because you're white. He's black. Yeah. When Macklemore sings it, you can sing it too. 
Yeah, and I think the people who make that argument are confusing being able to hear the word with mm-hmm. with being able to hear a word and then automatically being able to say it because you heard it. That just because you heard somebody saying it don't mean they saying it to you, right? <laughs> or about you, or involving you in any way. It doesn't mean that they're that that the song that they're singing is even for you, right? Even, right. Even, exactly. But you're not barred from hearing it. Yeah. Just because of that. <laughs> that don't. But they ain't speaking to you or or necessarily about you when they say these when they when in any song really like any 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 piece of art is not necessarily about the the specific person looking at it so why is that any different here you know what i mean there might be a specific audience that they're speaking to there is a specific audience yeah. speaking to, and it ain't you and you know that so don't don't make it like you know what i mean don't make it about you instantaneously just because you heard it you know that's not that's not a good argument i don't i don't fuck with people who say that yeah no i 100 percent agree with that so like what's one of your experiences where i don't know like because like i have a personal problem with calling out people and then getting into massive arguments and then like sometimes physical altercations whatever well anyway you know where i'm at these days so (laughs) i'm not avoiding it because i'm not avoiding calling somebody out because it might lead to an argument because good i hope it does i hope it does (laughs) i'm 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 gonna run you around the goddamn room um i got a couple one okay so look I'm not a perfect person. I wasn't always <laughs> as 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 woke as I am today. I hate saying that. No, no, that's hard. Right, yeah. right. Um, I was less aware of certain things racially for a long time than I am now. I'm like acutely aware of that shit now, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was aware of it, but I wasn't like as interested in like pointing out every single moment that it's happening, which is every moment. Uh, so whatever, long story short, I was going to St. Louis with some friends from Chicago and one of my friends was very worried. She's a black woman. She mm-hmm. was very worried about being in the South. And I was like, ah, it's not really the South. And we're getting out of the car after driving the five hours in St. Louis and we're walking down this this beautiful downtown street under the arch. And I was like, see, it's great. It's not that it's not that bad. She's like, this is the South, homie. And I was like, ah, it's the gateway to the West. And as I said that, <laughs> a white pickup truck zooms by us on the street. We're on the sidewalk. It zooms by us on the street. And somebody just out the side window just goes, nigga, as they drive by. And I was like, wow, you had to do, you had to pick that moment right now. Like, I know we're actually kind of in the South, but like, come on, man. You had to illustrate that right at this moment. What I'm trying to explain to my friend that it's probably going to be okay because St. Louis is kind of a city, at least. You know, <laughs> it's kind of a city. By least, comparison yeah. to like yeah. some other places that you go in the South. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty big city. So it's like, as soon as I said that, like literally one second after I said that, this dude drove by and did that shit. And she turned to me and made, she made a face that you only know what that face looks like if you have a mean black female friend. <laughs> She made a face at me that just was withering. Like it, hurt, it, it destroyed my whole entire insides. Uh, and I was like, "Look!" <laughs> like, but then that dude almost crashed into a police car, so that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's like one. I have more. I well, like, what's more. a what's a time where it's like they didn't use it because that was that was like malicious. Yeah, like that person wanted to hurt you. He's like a shitty douchebag wants to hurt you but like what's an instance where like someone someone was just saying it as like 
to be cool or like to <laughs> well okay can i it's a spectrum though like because okay i'll give you an example mm-hmm. of what i mean by that one time i was hanging out at a bar and i was with a friend of mine who was a white woman mm-hmm. and this guy was just like would not stop talking to her would not stop chatting her up at one point he like grabbed her hand and like put like he was talking about how he has like he has abs and he like grabbed his hand and put her hand on his stomach so she could feel his abs and it was like dude get the fuck out of here you're so gross (laughs) and he happened to be like east indian or pakistani i couldn't tell you know off the top but one of those right um uh indian there's only one i was like there's not a West. There's not the West Indies are not actually. You know what I mean when I say yeah, India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had a he had an accent, but that did not excuse what he said next. When I finally leaned in, I was like, "Come on, ma'am. I don't think my friend's interested. We're trying to have a conversation here." He did not. He did not say anything to me. He just looked right into her eyes and said, "So that's your friend?" And she was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Oh, is your friend a nigga?" And I was like, "Yeah." What? That's when you choose to, to throw that out? What are you doing? Wow. And I literally leaned over her and I was like, okay, now you have to go. Now, <laughs> like at first I was like, you may, you may, you may take your leave. Now I'm saying you have to go or this is going to get bad for you real fast. Right. And I don't mean right. like I'm going to throw a punch. I mean like I'm snapping my fingers right now because the bar staff knows me and does not know you. You need to go. <laughs> Unless you want to be made to leave, you need to leave. <laughs> At least leave my fucking sight, because that is not no. What? 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 <laughs> what did what did you think was that was gonna do? Saying this to right. a white woman, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, Ooh, you had the wrong thinking. person. You thought that was gonna make me leave, right? Like, oh, I'm so I'm so sad and offended. Like I'm I'm gonna walk away. Like no, dude, I'm gonna double down and like. You already were a scumbag, and now you're like, you think that, and I was already telling you to stop being a scumbag. Now you think that, so. Another guy just said it to me while we were playing pool one time. He happened to be, uh, I guess, Asian. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, yeah, he just straight, he was just like, hey, just like shooting pool. We were just talking, jawing at each other, and he was like, "Eh, it's all good, my nigga. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, No. sir, Uh uh-uh, no, no, uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. And he never addressed it. Like, he just... Didn't say anything else for a minute. And I see him all the time. <laughs> and he does not want to talk to me about it. And I keep, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, we are not going to be friends until he reckons with that. Yeah. <laughs> but he thinks we are. And I'm like, mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm, girl, go on. <laughs> till you, till you admit that you said that and that was fucking weird. Yeah. I'm not, we ain't, we ain't going to ever be any closer than, than two arm lengths <laughs> apart. Cause like okay, I don't get other people of color using that. It's like y'all have your inside words, we have our like inside colloquialism. So like, so like for example, mm-hmm. there's this East Asian, you know, like the East Asian band who like they're I mean American. They sued to use the name, the band name, the Chinks, because they went like they wanted to register it and copy like register it and copyright it and they the government wouldn't let them do it because it's a racial slur. And so they're like, and also you don't get to, yeah. You're why are you trying to own that word? So you can, <laughs> so you can what use it commercially. Fuck that. I mean, well, I mean, eventually they won. It was like a 10 year court battle. Anyway, I, they're East Asian. They can do I like that's, yeah, that's their word. I mean, it's I'm just like talking about like, weird. We, we're, yeah, look, <laughs> 
as much as you know, we're saying like, oh, black people have reclaimed nigga like that. Mm-hmm. How who you see out here like straight up going like, I want to use this as my band name. I mean, right. NWA, but, but like. <laughs> But, like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's out here right now suing the government so that we can commercialize it. Black people right. don't get that. We don't have that. We, we just get to say it to each other, and that's all we get out of it. So back off. Like, why? We're not getting anything out of it besides that. Right. I mean, so, like, all groups have in-group, out-group language. I know not yeah. to say certain words because I'm black. You know that it's a racial slur if you mm-hmm. grew up in America you know that that's a racial slur. You know if you know that slur. that if you know that word, whatever country you're from, right? If you do, if you're from a different country and you use that as an excuse, that's bullshit. Yeah. Because how would you even know that word? You you have to have a cultural context for it because it was created in the American South. Right. It's not like it, it 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 is completely tied to slavery, and there is no way you could ever get away from that. You can't tell me, oh, I didn't know. I just listened to rap songs. Motherfucker, you know yeah. where that shit comes you from. Know. You have to. If you know the word, you know where it comes right. from. Right. And it's and this so it's so fucking annoying. So like when I travel abroad and shit, like people like they'll say the word in their own language, but if you say it 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 in English, or is it vice versa? No, okay. So like in France, mm. um, and in the French language, like you can say like it's okay, people don't call y'all for saying nigger, but like if you say it in French then like that's hella offensive. And I was like, fuck that. What? What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, where dude, did you, what, what? I know. <laughs> I know. And it's like not, and, and I've had like, um, so like we met this like one dude in Brussels and he is from Niger. Mm-hmm. Um, so like oh, he, no. <laughs> he was like, well, it's not really an offensive word to us and so i don't really care if people say it and it's just like it's you i don't get the problem that's not true that ain't like that he's saying he's saying that because he wants to say it to you yeah well he's 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 dark i don't i don't fuck with that he isn't culturally speak oh i see what you're saying yeah he's not a white person no he's just okay he's he is a Dark skin African man. Well, fine, but saying. that's a complete. But I don't know. I do well, not. Well, like saying that say, he doesn't find the word offensive. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Great. Good for right. you. But that don't mean shit. But that don't I mean that like, the word is not offensive because you don't care. So you know how like white some white people are just like, well, my one black friend lets me say it. I don't give a fuck what your one black friend does. Yeah, that is right there. You doing the very thing, making all black people the same, exactly. and you can take on, take off, and put on their fucking coolness at your whims. That is not a thing. We are humans, and we are right. different from each other. Right. You don't get to tell me your one friend, your the one that you own. <laughs> fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. I and like I've just like ha- argued with both black and white people because sometimes their black friend is there because like one time I was like at this bar and this dude was like talking to his like black friend he was just like yeah nigga blah 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 and so I turned and I'm like excuse me white man you cannot say that word and he was just and then his black friend turns like no it's okay he's with me and I was like whatever fu- well, you whatever get your you friend two together. do wherever the t- you the like kind of like sexual role play you two it, like doing the privacy of your home <laughs> that's like that's cool for you i don't know if you guys have like a little like slave master fetish going on Gross. but you are in public 
And I don't need to hear that word. You're in mixed company. And I don't need, and like, these are like my exact words. And so they, so they apologized. Yeah, I, I they <laughs> fucking did. Because if they hadn't, I bet you would still be there reading them right now. Yeah. Uh, what was, the fuck? No, that is not, what? I don't give a fuck okay. that you are completely colonized. Did you flash right. a fucking camera in his face when you <laughs> woke up? Because, that was before Get Out came out. Oh, because yeah. I'm about to, man. I'm going to start flashing. that you were completely colonized. Right. I'm not, I'm not, right. About, to, I'm not about to be like you just because you think it's okay. Right. <laughs> and it's just man. like, how do you not know better? How do you not fucking know better? You do know better. And it's just like, okay, whatever. To each his own, if you tell your white friend, mm-hmm. then like it, it's cool for y'all to use with each other which i don't know why the fuck but whatever then keep it with like keep it between you other black people shouldn't be able to hear it do not understand that people do understand that they fucking know yeah and and you know there there was that viral video or that video that went viral of ta-nehisi coates talking about this very thing to a high school student. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually at that. Oh, I was actually at dope. that event. Yeah, and and it was just it was just as poignant in the room as it was as like a fucking viral video. But like a little girl, not a little girl, like a young girl, a high school girl, asked him like, "How do I how do I reconcile this?" Like we're sitting at the lunch table and my black friends are saying it right into my face and singing along in a song, but like I can't do that. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. That happens in all aspects of our lives. Like, you don't call anybody but your mother mom unless it's for some other reason, right? Right. Like, unless it's for some weird sexual reason. Uh, (laughs) You don't, or not weird, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, We're kink friendly on this show, don't worry. 100%. But, yeah, I'm just saying, like... you, you you know he was he used the example of I, I call my wife honey that's the mm-hmm. that's the name I give to her but like I can't just say that to every woman on the street now right especially because my wife would be pretty pissed about that <laughs> so like how is that any different like your friends are saying that that ain't saying that about you or to you or for you to then repeat it back that's not what that's for and that's in every aspect of our life we we naturally do that with language we right. do that all the time we code switch all the time with language you don't say that shit at work. You don't, you, there's a lot of shit you don't say at work unless you do this for your work and then you say shit a lot. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so what the, what the fuck is the difference? What is the difference for real? Is The difference is every other aspect of blackness you can take and, and put it on like a coat mm-hmm. and take it off. And this one thing you don't have and you don't you can't fucking wrap your head around that. <laughs> How can black people have a thing that I don't get to take from them? That doesn't make sense to me. That is how deeply rooted in racism it is. Right. So so there it is. That's it. Don't say it. <laughs> if you understand the reason why you want to say it and mm-hmm. you still want to, then you're fucked up. Right. So that's how I feel about that. <laughs> and I feel, and it's it's like so weird for me um, growing up in a all black community, mm. like v- seeing very few white people from ages like one to 18 mm-hmm. and just being like, yeah, that's like a normal word. And like, that's a part of my life and my black experience. And then going to college and then 
like college the first time where someone's ever used it in racial malice towards me mm-hmm. where someone's just like where the fuck did you get this nigger from and it's just like wow yeah no it was like some brazen shit yeah he was just like a fucking hick from Bourbonnet, illinois who's like visiting his friends and like but i even know. still like you don't He's know still, me you, right we just met I know. <laughs> he just like looked at me and called me a nigger and i was just like are you done dude i know you think that in your town <laughs> that's some shit you could just say to somebody because there's enough of y'all that if they get mad you can get your you can get your but you don't what? Yeah. we just met you right. don't know where my hands are <laughs> and they right here you know right. what i'm saying like <laughs> And we can't fight. Uh, fucking and, what? Man, people are so fucking wow. That is incredible to me. I mean, it's like I've, you know, I'm I'm in Central Illinois where there's just like tons and tons and tons of white people. Sure, all the time, everywhere, everywhere I turn, I just and in, within my major, just literally just surrounded by white men all the time. And it's ugh, yeah, awful. So. Like coming into one of so always say one of the best things I've gotten from college is being able to find multiculturalism. So having friends of all different backgrounds, so I can like learn about the like other people's experience and other people's American experience. Yeah. And so like I'm really grateful that I have all of my multicultural friends. I and none none of who say nigga nor. Would they ever be so crazy or so brazen? You mean your non-black friends? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Um, (laughs) But like, so like, being coming back, coming back into out of college into a world where there are white people, because like my my post collegiate life just involved like more white people than I was anticipating. (laughs) I mean, this town. Yeah. Unless you move right back to the fucking south side. Exactly. You're kind of going to be inundated with whiteness in most aspects. Because it's, yeah. Exactly. White spaces, white liminal spaces are not not hard to come by. <laughs> and so it's just like a lot of like my 20s was just like me trying to like figure out how to react to like these white people using this word in both like malicious and non-malicious ways so like Mm -hmm. basically when people like use it racially to insult me and my race i'm just like okay cool are you done like i don't have time for your bigotry i could explain to you all of the reasons why i'm a valid human but it's not gonna matter because you're still gonna think that i'm a fucking nigger so that's that's whatever but for you to think that you can casually just be like say one okay one time this like i was like on the party bus it's like staying by this white girl and i heard her say to her equally white friend you ready for this my nigga and i was like excuse me like i bent down i was like excuse me like right into her face again basically this conversation ended up with her in tears good whatever I mean, like, cry your little white woman tears. But that's 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 the way that's the way to get out of that, right? Yeah, like, is to act like really hurt. Like, by like the, you're by the, the victim. Notion. I'm so hurt by the notion that you I'm would not think a racist. I'm racist. And it's like, well, then fucking stop doing right. racist shit. Right? Exactly. I called her like I was just like, you're a little fucking racist. How dare you use that word? And like, so she just like starts crying, and then her friends get all pissed at me. It's like you made her cry. I was like, fuck your racist friend. But that's what they. That's what. <laughs> that's what they do. Right. That people 
this is a learned behavior from white women mm-hmm. that I've seen, from straight cis white women, is that they will do this thing where they cry performatively mm-hmm. and then turn to their friends and go basically, without saying it, go, can't you see me crying? Stop whatever is happening that's making <laughs> me cry. No matter how righteous that thing that's happening to me is, you have to stop it because I'm crying now. Right. And it's like, fucking no, dude, no. that's not cool. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. And it so. happens to me a lot. Uh, <laughs> I've dated a lot of white women. Um, it's just like, fuck your white um, it's, it's, it's fucking bullshit, and you're right. It's totally performative. And- it's, perform- it's not, not, and I'm not saying that emotionality or, or being prone to crying automatically makes you a bad person or, or a liar. But like I'm saying that there are people who use that performatively, mm-hmm. and I've, I've experienced it, and it's so obvious, mm-hmm. but you can't say it. Because even saying it is still doing whatever the thing is. You know what I mean? Right. So, I see you. <laughs> I think I don't know what you're doing. But Kelly. it's just like, <laughs> ooh, fuck. No, okay, person. Kelly. Right. I mean, I'm sure that is a real present, but oh, okay. I'm, not, I'm not actually thinking of a specific. I am. No, I'm just kidding. All the Beckys out there. Yeah. You're I right. was just, ooh, actually, yeah. Oh, there's a person who might listen to this who happens to be named. It's not you. It wasn't. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Okay. It's not a real person. That, Let's, real I, person. I, you know, I do this to myself. I bring this on myself. I, you know what I mean? I bring this shit on myself. Whatever. Ain't nobody uh, listening to me. It's just, I don't know. I'm I think I finally figure out how to like navigate this and reconcile with it. And like that's like frankly one just people who just want to be a fucking racist like, and who are even more emboldened in Trump's America mm-hmm. to like, well, what, people. like you ain't never going to get you. through to them just, anyway. But, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like show, let you see that I'm hurt because you know what? I'm not hurt. You're, you're ignorant and you're racist yeah, you're not, and you're trying to hurt me, but whatever, dude, what they're whatever. trying to do is make you afraid. Right. 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 And, and make, and make sure that you know that they own this space because that is a fundamental insecurity mm-hmm. of racist people is that they have to constantly, and it makes sense. Right. They have to constantly reaffirm their dominance. Otherwise the fact that they're not actually dominant will be apparent. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same thing that men do. Yeah. It's the same reason why men do right. this weird harassment shit on the mm-hmm. street because it's not about sexual. It's not. It's not even really about sexual pleasure or or them or anything romantic for right. sure. It's just to make sure that you know, woman who thinks you can just walk down the street confidently. <laughs> there are still men, and we're still in charge. You don't get to just be confident or yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's a, it's a fundamental yeah. insecurity. Those, those women on the bus, though, you're talking about, they're doing the, the other thing mm-hmm. where, they're, where they're trying to, they're trying, they think they're it's trying cool to co-op to wear the blackness. Cloak. Yeah, yeah. Fucking get the fuck out of and here. And so what, what I say to you is I fucking read you until you cry your little white tears. Yeah, and I'm going to keep, all, I'm going to always, always, always do that because you know better yes. and you know you know better. And that's why you're just crying instead of arguing. Right. Exactly. So. I'm I'm coming I'm coming for you, Becky, to the world. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like, just they have that luxury and the privilege. Like, I have to always be aware that I'm one of the few black people in this space. But you don't ever have to like, unless you're 
uh, unless you're like in a predominantly a space predominantly of people of color, you don't have to notice your whiteness. You don't have to notice that and you're you always say, surrounded by whiteness too. You don't have to notice that every room you go in is going to be mostly white people unless right. you specifically choose to go into a room that's mostly black people. It's just ugh, we don't have that luxury. Exactly, you can't actually live a life as a black person in America, but especially in Chicago, you cannot mm-hmm. live your life as a black person in Chicago without having to actively choose or actively enter uh, white spaces where you know you're going to be alone. Right. Yeah. I, it, ideologically and like physically as a black person, you know you're going to be alone. And you can't you can't go to work if you don't do that. You can't mm-hmm. fucking you can't even if you don't have a nine to five job. You can't be an artist if you don't do that. Um, yeah, I mean, as a stand up comic, like there's so many white men who are comics who think that because of the way that they think, they're like, mm-hmm. well, why can't I actually say it though? If if words don't have any, like if if it's just a word, and it's like motherfucker, it's you should know you should know more than anybody that words have meaning, and when you use them in a certain way, they have more meaning, right? Because you're a comic. That's literally what our job is. Lit- one okay, let's talk about comics for a minute. So you know how like white male comics will say it for shock value. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why? Because shock value is a cheap, easy way to get a reaction, and that's all you're really trying to do. You're using words to get to make. That's why, I say, I, like, when I'm talking about comedy in like a very like starry-eyed way, I say it's mm-hmm. like it is kind of like a, a a magic spell or an incantation because you're literally saying words in a certain way to elicit a change in another person mm-hmm. without their without their control over it, mm-hmm. and. Some people mistake that with this thoughtless value of any reaction I get is going to be better than not getting a reaction or or leaving them in silence for a moment. And that's something you have to learn your way out of if you ever want to be good at this. Right. Because pure shock ain't worked since the fucking 80s. And it really didn't work then. You know what I mean? Like fucking Andrew Dice Clay, nobody ever really fucking loved him. He just was the most, like they called him brave. But it's like, nah, he just... Would say it. He just would yeah, say it, and yeah. he didn't give a shit whether whether not. And that don't make his shit good. <laughs> Has it lasted into into the present? Hell to the no. It right. ain't classic. There is nothing great about that that level of like I'm just gonna say whatever and shock people because they can't stop me. And that's the problem, right? They can't stop you. And you think that's the same as you having some kind of have won some kind of moral argument or or uh, thought process. Mm-hmm. But like most of the people who do that for shock. The, the their distinct characteristic is that they haven't really thought a whole lot of shit through. They just say their opinion on shit mm-hmm. and think because no one's challenging it that they that it must be right. And it's like, nah, you're just a dumb white guy. And right. Nobody really wants to fucking deal with you. Nobody wants to, de- but I'll deal with you. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> In 2018, yeah, I'm having yeah. that conversation. Yeah. You haven't thought this fucking through if you think, well, if I say it for shock and it gets a reaction and nobody gets mad at me, then it can't be wrong. And it's like, you don't know that nobody got mad at you first right, and foremost. Right. Second, just because nobody said anything to you doesn't mean you shouldn't be thinking about what you do all the time. And the fact that you don't think about what you do while you're doing it says a lot about your entitlements. Right, 100%. So that's why. That's it. Huh. It's just entitlement. Wow. And, and and it's white men who have a platform to speak more than usual mm-hmm. white men do. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this up yeah, by saying we... one final fuck you. Yeah, for real. To all y'all like non-black people. 
just fucking think about why you want to do it. Yeah. When you at when whenever you want to ask the question, well, why can't white people say it if it's just a word? Ask yourself this question in response. Well, why do I want to say it? Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't undo your desire to say it, then you are fucked. Right. <laughs> and I ain't, I ain't got time for it. Um. So, y'all, it's Women's History Month. Yep. And as you know, as much as I stand for black women, so I mean, I, I fully acknowledge that other there are other women of color who have great yeah. achievements and trans women. And I want to take Women's <clears throat> History Month to highlight and feature them. And just a reminder, April on Unlearned is always Black Women's History Month. So literally, if you That's if you if me. you want to hear again. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I truly didn't know that. <laughs> um, welcome to the show. We're new. Uh, <laughs> for this Women's History Month, we are going to feature Miss Major Griffin Garcy. Okay. So, you're probably like wondering who she is. I definitely, because <laughs> you just told me about this right before we started. But uh, I'm, I'm listening with yeah. open ears. She's a, uh, so to just sum it up really quickly, she is a trans, transgender female activist. Gotcha. So, she was born in the 1940s on the south side of Chicago. Damn, yeah. 40s for real? Yeah, yeah. In 19, oh, 1940, in the year 1940, be exact. Um, mm. And has like always really embraced her identity and started participating in the Chicago ballroom scene. So like, you know, like ballroom culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm just like making sure. And for those who doesn't know, who don't know, like ballroom culture, um, Google it. Like, get on it. You're missing out on some, like, amazing queerness. God, what's wrong with you? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, mm, I feel like I haven't spent enough time in leaning into that, that aspect of the culture yet. No, well, I know about it, but it's not yeah. like I've been to, you know, it's yeah. Like I haven't been to a party. But yeah, definitely, uh, check that out. So, um, after, so like, Around this time, she decided to she decided to start transitioning, and um, I mean, like at this point, it's the 1960s. Things are things are crazy. Things are <laughs> things are, are crazy, and it's like it's think about how hard it is for a transgender person today. Mm-hmm. So, um, she during that time had to experience homelessness and participate in sex work to in order to buy hormones on the black market. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I just like there's just like no like in the story that story. That's you know. yeah, it's such a common story and it's still like occurring today. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm just I'm here. I for mean, and not only women. is that still I the still. same story, but like the only story that any part of mainstream, you know, American culture touches on when it comes to mm-hmm. trans people, and that's why I think we were talking about this before, where I said like we will have made it when we can stop telling every every black story that wins an oscar is about slavery right. every, every story about a trans person is that story right, right? and that has happened to hundreds of thousands if not millions of people over mm-hmm. over, uh, over the americans america's like existence and probably before that too in other countries but like <clears throat> that's not that's not to be overlooked how how man we still are doing that that's, yes, that's still yeah. happening to people and that was happening back then 
And I mean, it makes sense, especially for the 1960s. But at, like, how have we not, at, like 50 years later, how have we not gotten past that point to where we can actively support trans youth and like, how can we even not like, how can we even not prevent homelessness in general for the general population? Dude, I was driving. Yeah, I was driving the other day and I, I passed this gigantic house and I literally just out of nowhere, I just said out loud, how can you live here? <laughs> there are homeless people on your block. How can you live in this place? Like, you know right, what I mean? Like, right. you know, it was like, you know, opulent where you can literally have windows that show you that they have a vaulted ceiling uh, and there is nothing on what looks like the second floor of this entire fucking building. It's just so they can look up higher. Wow. Like, I was like, how, how do you live in that and not hate yourself at every second <laughs> of the day? Maybe they do. I don't know. Um, so homelessness back to Miss Major. <laughs> yes, sorry. Uh, no, it's cool. Miss Major has like had this long legacy of activism yeah. that has like really enriched her story. So, uh, like one of her first instances was leading one of the riots at the Stonewall Inn. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, isn't that dope? Okay. It sounds like exciting. Well, no, I mean, it's it was actually Probably really terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. Um, she was but, like totally. hit over the head by a police officer and passed okay. out. So that's not cool. Um, which uh, actually that's cool as fuck is what it is. But, <laughs> but I, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's terrifying. And um, was later on incarcerated, but that inspired her to um, start providing services for incarcerated trans women. Um, so uh, after that time, one, around a little fast forward to the 1980s, when the HIV AIDS epidemic struck, um, she, be, she began providing health services and funerals for those who had died of the disease. What? Yeah. Yeah, like during her time in San Diego, it was like crazy. Um, And then like, and then eventually she moved to San Francisco and led, um, she began working with the Transgender Gender Variant Intersex Justice Project, Mm -hmm. where she later served as the executive director. Mm -hmm. So, uh, she's out here. She's out here. Stopping. Killing it. (laughs) Like, I... I there are people okay I don't want to like compare people's stories but that that hustle that love that compassion mm-hmm. yeah just being like this endless wellspring for like helping other people because I was when you said doing funerals during the AIDS mm-hmm. e- epidemic that you she have do. to have been an undying wellspring of love for other humans right to be able to go through that and not immediately want to just murder or or close yourself into a box and never come back outside. You and know what I mean? she would, and she would have like three funerals a week. That is, ugh. I know for people I like that, people like people like you that you cared about mm-hmm. or, or maybe even knew, you know, um, like, like a funeral director does not care about mm-hmm. you. That's their job. Right. But like this person is like, I'm doing this because this is my community. Right. And they are dying. But and and to be able to just keep going and just do it, I don't know that I I'm fucking pretty tenacious I just, out here. I don't I don't, I don't know, know do like it. the burnt like because the burnout is real when yeah, you're trying exactly. to help people. So I'm yeah. I'm you go girl. <laughs> the burnout is real when you're not dealing with dead people mm-hmm. or, or people dying. Mm-hmm. So I can't. And then God, just like damn. the general injustice and oppression that like 
she has faced as a woman of color and then just take as a trans woman of color, Especially. let alone a woman of color, a trans woman of color, taking all of that and then using that to help other trans women of color. I, you're one of my new heroes, Miss Major. Yeah. You're one of my new heroes. Is she alive saying. today? Mm-hmm. 77, still kicking. Hey, girl, you out here. You out here. Seven years young. <laughs> what up? We see you. We see, we you. see you. All right. Dope. So that wraps up our show for today. That was pretty good. That was good. We were- I was feeling it. I was into it. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> like how we're like doing a review of the show while we're still on the show. This is how I'm fucking up the outro today. <laughs> Let's see if you can fuck it up now. I'm concentrating. I'm, okay. I'm concentrating. You know? I'm, listen. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna fuck up. Okay. You're not gonna, I'm not gonna let you let me fuck up. Uh-huh. Here we go. Like us on Facebook at Unlearned. Stop looking at me. Follow us on Twitter at Unlearned underscore shy. Write to us at unlearnedpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website at unlearnedpodcast.com. Thanks to James T. Green for our music and graphics. And you can find us on your preferred podcast provider. Hit subscribe and rate our show. <laughs> Unlearn is a proud member of the of Post Loudness and the Chicago Podcast Co-op. You have to close your eyes for half of that. Because <laughs> you you almost broke. You were like, stop looking at me. I didn't even say anything. I was gonna I was not even gonna do it this time. But I once you once you started look once you started closing your eyes, I was like, oh, this is I'm, I have to fuck with you now. You, you gotta, you I, gotta, did you did it. You I did it. I did it. Credits read. <laughs> All right. See All right. y'all. But, uh, yeah, bye, y'all. Uh, I got I got so excited by finishing it that I kind of fucked it up because I should end the show yeah. after the credit. <laughs> so, bye, y'all. Bye. Post loudness. Audio.